when you're trying to do theoretical physics, you're trying to understand God. You're trying to see God and understand how the world works. But the difference between religion and physics is in that religion, you end up having faith, right? Whereas the fundamental tenet of science is you question things, you question things. And if you ask anyone who's fallen out of love with religion, it's often because they started asking a lot of questions and they started questioning. I'm Matthew Blacker. I'm a first year scholar doing a PhD in applied math and theoretical physics. We as theoretical physicists face an existential crisis in why are we actually doing what we're doing? And I hadn't really put this emotion into words until I was talking with a good friend of mine who chose to walk away from doing theoretical physics because he couldn't within himself deal with the cognitive dissonance that arose from this existential crisis. In the 1930s, people came up with quantum mechanics and started inventing these theories and thinking, how does a theory work? And it was based on these experiments that they had done that they couldn't understand. And so they came up with these theories to describe these experiments. Schrodinger equation, which describes quantum mechanics, Einstein's field equation, Hamiltonian operator acting on the wave function, lambda times which little if you write g, down, that's only a handful of some time derivative of the wave function. An object that it is actually about in terms four dimensions is 16. Stress and solving that. Well, some of them are actually incredibly simple. And then we eventually hit this speed bump, which is we couldn't figure out how to use this, this magical framework that we had of quantum mechanics to describe gravity. But physicists were ambitious. We're trying to solve the holy grail, which is trying to bring it all together. And that's this attempt to use quantum mechanics to describe gravity. And in doing that, we keep running into problems and we haven't really gotten, in, gotten anywhere. What a lot of people are doing now is not doing things because this is how the world works but rather is we've got these mathematical objects and this is what the maths tells us to expect intuitively and this is what people have been doing for the last 20 years so we're going to keep doing it rather than taking a step back and saying what does this mean for the real world like if you look at string theory right like string theory only works if you have these huge number of dimensions when the number of dimensions you get out of it is not four, but it's 11, like it's, and then you have to then come up with these, all these really weird abstract notions of compactification just to make it work. Well, then that's, you know, you've got this circular hole and you've got this square and you've put the square on top of the circular hole, it's not fitting. So we're just kind of like pushing the square because we're like, well, this has to fit in the circular hole, right? That's not really nice, is it? In 1997, there was this thing called the ADS-CFT correspondence. That is really what drove people towards this, this idea of holography, and is, which has been the fixation of a lot of mathematical physicists for the last 25 years. And it's this idea that maybe the universe as we see it, this place that has three spatial dimensions and one time dimension is actually emergent from some other theory that is lower in dimension. That's almost analogous to saying that if the universe is this sphere, right, this closed sphere, we can tell everything what's going on inside the sphere just from what happens on the boundary. It's like if you gave me a tennis ball and I said I could tell you what everything that's going on inside that tennis ball 
just by looking at the outside, which is elegant and beautiful and has all this incredible maths that makes people very, very happy. But the problem is this, our universe is not a tennis ball. A lot of physics, theoretical physics these days, what they're doing is they're not doing physics, they're doing maths. They are coming to an understanding of a thing and a deeper understanding of a thing. But that thing isn't the real world. It's these mathematical objects, it's these equations, it's these dreamt up systems. At some point along the way, we stopped caring about the world and we started caring more about the maths. And maybe that, that shouldn't be a surprise, right? Like, we're based in the maths department, we're not based in the physics department. But it's, you know, we do things because we can describe them with all these mathematical objects that we've spent years building, but they don't actually link to the real world. Fundamentally, what I think is beautiful about physics is that you can look at a rainbow and explain why a rainbow looks the way it is because of physics. Physics tells you about the real world, whereas I love mathematicians, you know, some of my best friends are mathematicians, one might say. <laughs> but that's not about looking at the real world, that's looking about unpicking this, this language. And I think the problem with theoretical physics is that we've gone from doing physics to doing maths. The kind of conversations you have within a physics department are very like technical and jargon heavy and you're just bouncing back and forth having these conversations and there's this implicit assumption that like all of this matters and then when you try and explain to someone who has zero understanding, has zero knowledge of it, hasn't drunk the Kool-Aid, hasn't smelt the Kool-Aid, hasn't even seen the Kool-Aid poured from the bottle, then you really like question why am I doing what I'm doing? There is this distinction between the physics that I explain to people who aren't physicists versus the physics I explain to people who are physicists, right? And that is almost like a coping mechanism in, sense, right? in a sense, right? And you just start to teeter on the uncertainty when you try and go somewhere in between and then you're like, what's actually going on here, right? Because then you actually have to either you have to make this connection between the maths and these broader ideas and then it becomes tentative. If physics is about trying to understand God, but also the fundamental tenet of it is questioning how things work and why things are the way they are, of course you're going to start to lose that faith one day. And that's when you start losing your religion. I think for me, I feel comfortable in what I'm doing because I am trying to describe what we know about the universe, which can't necessarily be said for a lot of theoretical physics. I am trying to describe our actual universe. And so I hope what we're doing is in the vein of what was done back in the 30s when people were first building quantum mechanics, which is looking at the universe and trying to come up with a theory that describes it, as opposed to looking at what people have been doing for the last 60 or 70 years in maths and just trying to reproduce that. The reason I have resolved this crisis myself is because I believe that I'm not getting fixated and trying to unpick the words in the Bible, but what I'm instead doing is just trying to listen to God. <laughs>